It's time to watch The Muppets with special guest Cheryl Ladd. Megan, it's time. It's time. It's that time again. Megan, you know what we missed doing last week, too? Oh, why don't we get things started? Yeah, we, we didn't suck do at that. that either. Oh, man. Megan, do you want to get things... I don't know. Well, what am I doing? Well, are we... I am your candy man. Flying from Bounty Land. <laughs> um... It's time to watch The Muppets, Meg. It definitely is time to watch The Muppets, and we're feeling zany. We are. Okay, three in oh, a row. Do you need a coconut spray? We need, I do need a coconut spray. <laughs> do, yeah. Okay, thank you. It's nice. It's a nice refreshing. It is refreshing. Wait, I just pulled this a little. Is it still working? You're fine. Okay, good. Um, Megan, you were right. I texted you earlier, and I said, you're good for, down, for, for, for recording Muppets tonight, right? And you said, yes. Should we? And I was like, should we do two or three? And you were like, I don't know. Should we do three? And I was like, I don't know. And you're like, I don't know. And here we are. And I don't know if we should have done three. Can I stand up too? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you got to stand up. Okay. So, Megan, it's time to watch The Muppets. We watched. Why don't we watch The Muppets. Get this started. Why don't you get me started? Okay. <laughs> I can't get things started all right i'm gonna fall down i mean you could walk around this area here we could switch sides if you want i'm good okay i like my little hole you like here, your hidey hole in your corner okay so we watched the cheryl ladd episode of the muppet show laddie airing in the uk on december 29th 1978 cold airing in the u.s on november 9th 1978 Wait, so we went back in time for the season ender way back in time wait but like wait like last year the year before why yeah, that's so crazy. I mean, there were some episodes from May. Yeah. The last episode that we just watched was from May. Yeah, it was from March in the UK, but May yeah. in the US. And now here we are. In December and an November. Episode. Yeah, that's crazy. This episode was created. Was, this was, was an like, opener. This episode was made in May of 78, basically during season two. That's wow. insane. Okay, so let's get things started. Why don't we? Cheryl Ladd. Cheryl Ladd. 20 seconds to curtain, Miss Ladd. Oh, thank you, Scooter. Uh, I just can't seem to get my costume off. Off? You're supposed to put it on. I know, but uh, first he takes it off and then I'll put it on. This was like a, yeah. Clunker of a cold open. This was like, I'm you know great. what? Awkward. This stuff's starting to make a little bit of sense. That's a very season two. Oh, it is a very season two. I think maybe, yeah, maybe that's our problem right now. We're in a clunker mode. So our opening sketch, Miss Piggy and Link Hogthrop perform a steamy jungle number. Was I singing so excited love. to see the two of them in an opening sketch? Yes. Yes. We're back to, remember like all Frank the- and Jim both playing pigs. Fucking hilarious. Remember we had an episode run where like the pigs did, all the pigs I did something yeah. to open the show? And now we're kind of back to it. So they sing True Love accompanied by a... The noisy creatures of the forest. This was a little bit of innuendo going on with the creature noises and yeah. stuff, I think. I think. I was you like, it's so? a little risky. Backstage, Kermit chats with the bust of Beethoven. Rolf is on next to play a classical song, and Beethoven predicts that he will play the piece Tu Fortissimo. Fortissimo. I like Fortissimo. <laughs> Too Fortissimo. Can I get some Too Fortissimo? Did you, okay, when you got those, I gave you Lego Muppet figures, right? Yeah, I have them over here. Which two did you get? I got, one. Oh, no, I have one. It's a Fozzie. I gave you, 
A Fozzie. Okay. Oh. The Rolf comes with this Beethoven bust. And yes, I think it's so weird that, that his little so minifigure cool. comes with that even. I think it's cool. I wonder if he'll use it more in the episodes going forward. So I this wonder is the too. second time we've seen him. Oh, yeah. Didn't he fall asleep on the piano? Oh, yeah. That episode? was hilarious. Yeah, I loved that. That was so stupid. So Fozzie reads a book on self-improvement and asks Kermit to make a list of his good points and his Aww. bad points to help him grow into a more mature and adult bear. When Rolf returns, he agrees that with the bus's predictions. He played it too fortissimo. <laughs> Fozzie then comes back and tells Kermit to be honest with the list, but also gentle. To which Kermit replies, How can you gently run over someone with a truck? Again, Megan, I want to talk about Kermit and his ego. Mm-hmm. Kermit is being asked to write the good and bad about someone, and he is a... You fucking, take the good, you he, take the bad. And take you take them both, and then there you have That's the facts, the facts of, of life. life. That's just the facts of life. So Kermit needs to literally, like, Kermit's never had to write, like, a, 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 an employee review for any of these people on The Muppet Show? Any of these Muppets? No. Why? He needs to learn to tell them. He needs to learn to give notes. He's still running it like a family business. It hasn't to, blown yes. up yet. I, yes, I completely agree with that. Fozzie does need to learn how to take notes, but Kermit needs to learn how to give them. Mm-hmm. It's true. Cheryl, with Timmy Monster and the Clodhoppers, sing South Rampart Street Parade. This was really fun. I like the little background Muppets, these like light blue guys with like, yeah. the marching band hats and everything. The mar- they were that, really cool. This was a kind of a... When they cut to those marching band things, I started giggling. I was like, this, this is what I love from the Muppets. Exactly. I feel like this is one of those songs, again, where I'm like, it's familiar, but I don't know why. Yeah. I mean, I know we we have, like, an older sense of reference points. Yeah. And we enjoy references to older things that we don't even understand because mm-hmm. we think they're funny. Yeah. But, like, I feel like I maybe do know these songs, like, from a weird, like, reference. I don't know why. This one struck a chord with me. South Rampart Street Parade. It's a song from 1937. Okay. By Steve Allen. Tim Allen's great grandfather. Tim, definitely Tim or Allen's great. His, yeah, not his, great. Tim Allen's granddad. Granddad. Actually, wouldn't Tim Allen's father it's been so many be episodes born in the 19? But his granddad wrote the song. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> in 37. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was born yeah, well before yeah. that, but that's fine. You don't, like, be born and write a song on the same day. No. Right? So backstage, Kermit mentions... Born to, to be alive. <laughs> Sorry. Backstage, Kermit mentions that Cheryl Ladd is terrific. And the bust at Beethoven agrees. Okay, boy, that was a great number. That Cheryl Ladd is terrific. Yes, but that trumpet player kept going flat. This Beethoven bust is fully back here. It's like... Statler and Waldorf are up in the box, and the Beethoven bust is here heckling. He's getting it from both sides oh, yeah. this week. Fozzie comes in to ask Kermit if he has finished the list of good points and bad points. Fozzie looks at the list before it's done and is shocked that Kermit has written down such awful bad points. Kermit explains that the li- that's the list of good points. Kermit leaves to go get a cup of coffee, and the bust of Beethoven adds, You want to talk bad points? Let's start with that crummy hat you always wear. Oh, no, Fozzie. Fozzie's going to wear that hat for another 40 years. It's rude. You got to get used to it, dude. Rude. I, 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 
I love this bust. I want him to be in more episodes. Yeah, I, really I, like, I, I like. I like it. I like the bust. And that he's like having a laugh at their expense, like that. I love it. And he's a bust. Like he's yes. And then when they're like, oh, when Kermit points out, like, oh, how can you have? Oh, you can hear. Yeah, aren't you deaf? He's like, I'm a bust. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> and if I remember my history, Beethoven was supposed to be deaf. I'm not Beethoven, dummy. I'm a bust of Beethoven. Of course. That's a job. You gotta do something for a living, and I'm a bust of Beethoven. I'm not Beethoven. I'm the bust of Beethoven. And that he then explains that, like, it's his job to be a bust, and I'm like, oh, what is this? Oh, my God. Yeah, so stupid. Zing. All right. Um, I feel like I'm rocking and rolling a little bit too quickly, man. Why? You want to slow us down? Slow so, us down. Okay. You went to Ireland. You went to Budapest. Uh, I did. What are, like, your highlights? You've uh, done something fun. I stayed home so far, so. My highlights. So, my highlights from Budapest is that what a fucking great city. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful there. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, it, it is a party city, though. Yeah. Not to be confused with the store party city. Like, <laughs> I wish I could have afforded, and I probably could have, if I had saved my money and knew to have gone to Budapest in my early 20s. Yeah. Because... Yeah, instead of, like, when we would go to Montreal, yeah. basically, like... Even though that was great, too. It was, you know... But it was... It's much cheaper to go yeah. to Budapest. And, like, a beer is so cheap. Uh-huh. And then if you get, like, a craft beer, it's, like, $4. When you text me that, and we had <laughs> just gone to, like, an, an arena show... craft beer. We had just gone to an arena show the week before that or whatever, right? We saw the Black Keys yeah. that night together. And you, you walk from the bar stand, and you come to me, and you're like... This was seventeen dollars, yeah. and I'm like, it was actually eighteen. No fucking way. Yep. Was this like it was a tall boy? It was a can. tall boy can. It was eighteen dollars, and then you know they flip that iPad to be like, oh, do you want to make what's your tip? tip? My tip, my tip is charge less for your beer, sweetheart. I'm sorry, and I don't mean to say yeah, sweetheart, no, no, no. but I'm for humor. I'm for humor, that. no, but I get what you're saying. It's like, uh, y'all, your company took all my money. Yeah, I needed this beer. Yeah, it's 96 <laughs> degrees outside. I need to cool myself down. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah. So it was It was like really How was the weather in Budapest? It was terrific. It was f- fucking hot like it is here, but not humid. Yeah. So it was a little bit better. Yeah. But it was hot. We have like had a relentless summer. It yeah. is the last day of August as we record this episode, and it was in the 90s again today. <sighs> there was no it's... air conditioning at my Airbnb, though, and but oh. there was windows. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was working, so um, at my office building, there was air conditioning. Was there no air conditioning, and, like, the vibe was that, like, it's not that frequent that you see people with air conditioning, you know? Yeah, like, no, nobody had air conditioning. Like, when you go to, like... When I was in Ireland, same thing. Literally, no one had air conditioning. Yeah, that's, like, because they just had a really bad heat wave in the UK. Yeah. That, like, It was so hot bad. when I was in Ireland. It's so bad because they don't have the... Like the means with which to deal with it, you I know? know. Like they're it, not used to it. When I was in Ireland, it didn't rain once, and it was eighty and ninety degrees. Uh huh. It was that's, fucking nice. Yeah, that's really nice. And but everything that's crazy. was like, oh god, it was so nice. Uh huh. Ireland is fucking beautiful. And I'm sure you're ripping around in comfortable clothes, and they're all literally like dying, right? Like they're like, it is so fucking hot. They don't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it was hot. But Budapest, yeah, a lot of fun. I would say go there on your bachelor party. Go there when you're an undergrad. Go there to have a good time. Go there like for like a weekend get together with your friends. It's with your girlfriends. Fun. With your girlfriends. You just or take whoever. the girlfriends. And it's really fun. You guys and leave the men at home. Are very friendly. Yeah, ladies, leave your men at home. 
I went for runs when I was there in this like really nice city park. It's lovely. You know what's really cool is like this is like um you know, it's not that common, but like you felt comfortable enough in another country, in another city, in a you know, like yeah. to go take like a morning run by yourself and yeah. everything. Like that's a very cool sign of like a and like a nice place, you know? Yeah, well, like, even even like through the bad parts, like Budapest apparently is like one of the safer, like safest cities. Yeah. Like it's, the crime rate is really low. Yeah. In Ireland, it was like non-existent. Uh-huh. Like. Because everyone probably knows everyone wherever you was, were for the most was, part, right? Like. Ireland was definitely like. Ireland was so fun because everybody is happy to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And then like people just like break out into song. Or the people I was with, anyway, like, and like strangers too. I heard uh-huh. like they call it sing song, and it was it was Where very you all have like kind of a drink in your hand, and you're like pretty much. Nah, I mean, nah. like somebody asked me if they wanted some tea when I was there, and then like we went to the pub for a uh-huh. cup of tea. Just like the pub is, I just, love like, a fucking cup of tea. Yeah, and what a, like a cool a thing cup-a. that it's like so accepted. It's like it's a part of the culture. It's yeah. ingrained in the culture that like yeah, let's go get a cup of tea now. I you know? stayed on the second uh, largest natural harbor um, in the world at uh, it's called Crosshaven. Uh-huh. Oh my god! In Ca- so I it was in County Cork, and then I went to like Kerry and things like that. But mostly spent my time in Cork. It was just terrific. It was fantastic. Did you see any of our listeners that are in Dublin? Did you visit any of them? No. Did you see a Selkie? Did you, Megan? Did you see a Selkie? I I think I did. I saw one or two. You saw it? Okay. One or two. Everybody smokes in Europe, though. Wait, no, for real. Did you see any sea lion? No, I didn't, unfortunately. Oh, my God, that sucks. I know. I saw one when we were in Northern California last year, and it was so cool. It was, like, adorable. It was in, like, the bay. It had its little head, and it was, like, going around, like, looking at shit. They get all kinds of things. They say they see dolphins all the time, seals, really? all different stuff. Yeah. I saw, like, really cool birds. Um, it, and I got to run there, too. That was really nice. Yeah. But I can't, I'm, like, I'm at a loss. Like, I feel like that was so long ago at this point. I'm, like, wow. I know. Ireland. That was in the beginning of August. And then, like, you came home for, like, basically a week, if like that, right? Like, six and a you half know. days, basically. And then you were just, like, off again yeah and so, i was like, gone you for like 10 days to, like decompress yeah. from the first one now you're back on a plane for mm-hmm. another one that's wild yeah it was wow. fun though i got to like stop in vienna on the way to budapest and i got to hear like a little bit of like the differences and like from like austrian german or like that mm-hmm. area german and then on the way back i was in frankfurt germany so i it was it was interesting to hear yeah. like the language and like different cadences, especially when you don't really understand the language. Like yeah. I've, I know German words, but if someone sp- <clears throat> I took enough German in high school for real, I know this is like stupid, yeah, or whatever. But like if someone were to talk it slowly at me, I could probably pick up a very minimal amount yeah. of it, you know. But like otherwise, it's just like oh, V Gates, and then you just like keep going, yeah. you know. Like <laughs> well, when I was on the planes, I was like listening to like the instructions because I know the instructions uh-huh. basically, yeah. like the face mask of this and I was just like trying to like put it together in my oh head. Oh my god, what a weird <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That like yeah, they're instructing in in Deutsch. Oh no, they're talking in the, and on the from Budapest everyone's it's in Hungarian too. Yeah, and that's like, wild yeah. that you like you and know, like the, they the show flight, the air mask but and the it's the flight same servers uh-huh. are speaking their own languages too like Yeah. You're like, Whoa. Do you want a half a cup of Pepsi? How do you ask someone oh, if they want a half a cup all, of Pepsi in, in, in Hungary? No, they give you the full can. <gasps> you got the full can? Guess what else you get on international flights like this? Like what? to, I mean, I can't say international flights because I've been on, I've been on international flights that don't do this, but I guess the ones that I 
for, from um, to Ireland and then the ones to, you know, I guess Central Europe as well. Mm-hmm. You can get a full beer. You can get wine. Really? For free. You don't have to pay and for And they're it. just like, yeah, what do you like, want? Can I have a beer? Of course. It's just a part of it. Uh-huh. Meanwhile, I'm on like fucking jet <laughs> blue in steerage and they're like, you want a half a beer? Yeah. It's six dollars. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's 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 domestic. And, it's warm. and it, oh it's well, you know, we put it in the fridge before we took off. We yeah. took off about a half an hour ago though, so I'm sorry. No, but that was so cool. But it was so interesting because on the way back from Ireland, I didn't have to go through customs. Like mm. I went through customs on the way like in the I- Irish airport. Yeah. Or whatever. But when I landed I didn't have to do anything. I just got my bag and whatever. Yeah. But um on the way back from Budapest, I was like, I was questioned mm-hmm. at the before. I what are you be, doing? Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why were you in Budapest? Uh huh. Who are you? Oh, marketing. What kind of marketing? Uh-huh. Oh, you have a podcast. What's it about? No. <laughs> do you really talk about the Muppets on it, or do you talk about other things? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably both. Uh, do you have anything in your bag? And I didn't. I like, uh huh. No. But I put our Muppet stickers and the Geekery stickers in Simpla, which is like one of the biggest. Um, it's they. You know, they built a bunch of, like, clubs and places out of the ruins. Mm-hmm. And that one is, like, the old, in, like, the early 2000s. And that one's, yeah. like, <clears throat> the longest lasting, oldest. And it's, it's a, oh, my God. It's an awesome place. That's really cool. And there's, you know, our stickers on the wall. Neat. That's so cool. And now, Pigs in When last we left the swine trek, Dr. Strangepork was on the verge of completing his mysterious experiment. Dr. Julius Strangepork invents a pill that makes pigs invisible. Haven't we done this already? We've been invisible, <clears throat> right? But this time Piggy just beats them up. Piggy get, Piggy walks into the scene and gets hit by something and says, <laughs> What the hell? Ah! I know that hit. Yeah. What? Abuse. That is abuse, dog. That's no, I don't pig? like that. You mean pig? That's abuse, pig. That's abuse, pig. This, I feel, I don't know. This felt really familiar in like almost like an annoying way to me. Like we've done this. This is yeah. just a variant of something we've already done. Yeah, it's true. They could have done like a different sketch, I guess. But. Now this is escaping me, and I'm curious to know if there's a no. Yeah, okay, that's why. So the UK spot, Scooter sings. There's a new sound. You're making a face at me. Like, what are you talking about? I just scrolled down to the notes really quick, and thankfully, the UK spot is not on Disney+. Plus. I was going to say, I don't remember him. I would remember if Scooter sang a full fucking song for five I minutes literally just at me. I actually watched the episode right before you came over to record, yeah. so. Guest stars dressing room Miss Piggy and Cheryl practice karate together. Trashing, trashing the dressing. Trashing? Miss Piggy and Cheryl practice karate together, trashing the dressing room as they sing I Enjoy Being a Girl. This song was another one that was familiar to me. Is this a Marilyn is this a song sung by Marilyn Monroe? Not that it's a Marilyn Monroe song. The only Marilyn Monroe song I know is Boop Boop Bidoo. That's Mr. Not... President. Doesn't she say it in the song? Happy uh, The Happy Birthday song? Oh yeah, the Happy Birthday song. By Mildred and Patty Hill. You're calling that a Marilyn Monroe song. So like when you go to Chili's I have and no it's your birthday. Idea. And someone's like, Oh it's the hit show it's Smash. Her, it's her birthday. It's her birthday. So then they come out and they're like Happy birthday, Miss Megan. I'm doing Piggy's voice in my head right now. Um, okay, so I enjoy... Happy birthday. I enjoy being a girl is from Rodgers and Hammerstein's musical Flower Drum Song. Okay. 
It's familiar. I feel like it might have been in a commercial or something like that. Who knows? But I feel like it's only from that, like, when I get a brand new hairdo part. I've, like, recognized it from then but on. But it's so weird. It's like she, the the Cheryl has, like, the dummy that she's throwing around. Yeah. And then and Miss it's just Piggy a dummy. gets Kermit. Yeah. And throws him around. I don't know. This this was kind of like, all right. You don't, okay. you don't want to see Piggy not Kermit around a No, bit? I did. I do like that, but. Mm-hmm. I also just feel like that's what this, they have to do with her. So my thing right now, I don't honestly, know about her, that is I'm thinking like about it person? is like, this is not a strong season finale. No. Season finales want to leave you wanting more, right? And this is just, this is an episode you filmed a year ago that you're just scooting in at the end of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So Cheryl Ladd is an actress who starred Maybe. as Chris Monroe on Charlie's Angels. Chris okay. Monroe? I wonder if the real season finale is the UK season finale. <gasps> Megan! She also is the voice of Melody in the Hanna-Barbera animated series Josie and the Pussycats. Oh my god! That's okay. really cool. That is so cool. What did you say before this? I'm sorry? I said, what if the real finale is the UK finale? Oh. Like, what episode order is the UK's premiere? You're right. Uh, yeah. Who that knows? would make more sense. Because you know what? Jim was spending a lot of time there. So maybe he was like... Catering a little bit more. Yeah, it could have been. To the area it with was which like, he was hanging. Yeah. All Remember right. the New Yorkers got like jealous? The New York? Yeah. The book? Yeah. Remember the book, Doug? Remember the book? I still... I love that book so much. Me too. If you haven't listened... If you've been listening to this podcast and you have yet to read Jim Henson's biography by Brian J. Jones, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? I don't know because it's really well written. It's so good. So backstage, Kermit tells Gonzo to stand by for his hypnotism act. Kermit, who is surrounded by chickens, tells them to shoo. Gonzo rushes to tell Kermit that the chickens are hypnotized under his power to perform animal impressions. When Kermit refuses to introduce Gonzo, he sicks the chickens on Kermit. This is a problem, right? That Kermit, that, that Gonzo has hypnotized these chickens. And can make them do whatever he wants. What do you think he's getting these chickens to do, Megan? Oh, you know. Putting his nose in a cage? Oh, yeah. All sorts of things. <laughs> he he is such... All I kept Can we do is, callbacks God to episodes such from... such a kinky-ass freak. He, he is He is a freak. So freaky. This has been one of his freakiest stretches of oh, episodes, too. I know. These I was like, damn, freak. Gonzo, you're giving away your secrets now. So now for Gonzo's stunt, Gonzo is unable to find any volunteers. He hypnotizes himself. Into holding a 5,000 pound weight with one arm. This is another like, oh, Stretcher. I can't find anyone to, to do this with me. I'll do it to myself. Yeah, exactly. Like, Gonzo, you little freak. Yeah, he'll do it. He's like, oh, no one's into the sadomasochism? I got, I got you. <laughs> so then backstage, Kermit asks Gonzo. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know where you find these acts to do. Oh, I just keep my ear to the ground. <laughs> it looks like it. And he's like a little smooshed. So this is another one of those like bodies that they've made for him. He's definitely been little smooshed before. Little smooshed. Little smooshed. Let the bodies hit the floor. Let the bodies hit the floor. Ah, nothing wrong with me. Oh my god, that Gonzo would definitely say nothing's wrong with me. Oh my god, what? nothing's wrong with me. Oh my god, Gonzo needs to cover this song. Cheryl Ladd and the Muppets sing Sunshine on My Shoulders. This is another song that's like another tangentially familiar song to me. Oh, it's a John Denver song. This song was released as a single in 1973 and became a number one hit for John Denver. The song is from 71. 
Good for John Denver. I wonder if Boslerman will make a John Denver biography. Oh my god, how did you like the Elvis movie? I know you text me a bunch after it. Oh my god, it was so fucking good, and I didn't think it was going to be that good because, I gotta be honest, I do sometimes judge books by their covers, and I was like... Austin Butler doesn't look like Elvis. And I've seen pictures of him as like the sweaty, fat Elvis towards Dude, the Vegas residency and so stuff. He was so fucking good. And he just good. looks melty and weird. And I was he like, oh, was I don't know. so fucking good. Yeah. I liked him better. Oh my God, he was so fucking good. And Tom Hanks was disgusting looking in that movie. And he plays kind of a monster. And of he a was great. Right? Oh my God. You had no idea. Like, Elvis was like Britney Spears. That's wild. Like, to me. he was basically used as like slave labor. Yeah. Because, I mean, Elvis gets a bad rap because a lot of his persona that he became famous for was bits and pieces stolen from black culture. And but he stuff. also, you find out that he, like, grew up in, like, black neighborhoods and yeah. stuff like that. And, yeah, and and that his friends, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I don't know what the truth is. And I'm sure he did take from is, it. But it's a Baz Luhrmann movie. So but he also, also helped, of, like, cross. You know, uh-huh. Because he did that, he made certain things more acceptable in the mainstream. Yeah. Which. Sometimes you need that, too. It it sucks. It's very weird, Mm -hmm. you know? And it's hard for two white people. You gotta push. Really, you gotta push you know. the ball forward sometimes. You yeah. know what I mean. You gotta push ahead. However, it gets I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with all of it. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> at least there's a, like that to it. But yeah. it was a great like, movie. Boz Lerman did a fucking great job. Uh huh. I he recommend seeing does. it. I recommend seeing it. But like, like how like and, and Ellen is like a monster, right? Ellen DeGeneres, like she's a piece of shit. But like. <laughs> All of the good that she did for, like, the queer community, you know, yeah. like... Her coming out was a really big deal It was for a people. huge deal, like, right? Like, yeah, especially and, people like Lisa. Like, that was, like, a huge deal and for her. Sure, she's, you know, we all know she's kind of a piece of shit now. But it's like you said, like, someone had this mantle, this stage, this voice, and they used it well, the, to do a little bit of good, right? So is, that's got to that count not, for something. Not everyone is all good, and not everybody is all bad. No. And, like, that's that's just how it is in mm-hmm. life. Yeah, take it or leave it. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with everything everybody does, but it's just, like, it's the truth of being a human being. You're just not all good and not all bad. Uh-huh. Gray. Yeah. So, yeah, Ellen did that really cool thing, and then she also did, like, some other shitty things. Yeah. You know, Bill Cosby made that show, and that was a fucking big deal. Yeah, it, it was, was a huge. It was such a huge sitcom. It was watched by everybody. Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. I mean, and he's a skeezy scumbag. Yeah, you absolutely. find out. You know, terrible. So I don't know. Look Stop. at Roseanne. Even like I, I credit Roseanne Barr. Ro- that, that show was fucking unbelievable. Someone it was, said it was to literally me, groundbreaking. It was. Someone <laughs> said to me the other day in the shop. He was like, when did, like... Even the opener to Roseanne was groundbreaking. It, yeah. When did, like, gay marriage become illegal or, like, not legal or yeah. how, wh- whatever? And I was like, I don't truly know. Because as a kid growing up, I remember watching Roseanne marry her two friends. Yeah. She was like, you know, uh-huh. she married, what, Fred Willard and um, yep. Martin Mull. Yep. And just, that was it. Does you know what Jackie mean? have a lesbian storyline a little bit yeah, in that? It, it gets With Sandra Bernhardt? It gets written in towards the end. Oh, no, yeah. Sandra Bernhardt marries someone else. Oh. But, like, there was just queer characters just existing on Roseanne, you know, around that same time. Yeah, and the thing is... is and poor characters and, and Well, this is what I'm like, saying, too. Everything. And, like, Roseanne is, like, okay, she's a noted Republican. Uh-huh. She's, like, cool with... She's always been cool with gays. Yeah. Always. And, again... 
it's like people there people are multifaceted and she you know she's crazy and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. like at the time you know she was doing her thing and she was helping a lot of people yeah and she was helping a lot of people in the world Uh i don't know and in her comedy community yeah yeah I don't, I don't know. know. Oh, we just said it at the same time. Uh, jinx. jinx. Oh, my God. What if I made you be quiet because I just jinxed you? I think. Until I say your name. I never was a rule follower, Douglas. <laughs> so now, ad closing. Cheryl wants to thank Kermit and the Muppets, starting from the top. Gonzo complains that that would make him last because he's still smooshed. Still smooshed into the ground. Gonzo's like, I'm usually a top. I don't know what I'm saying anymore. You're just talking. You're like petting the carpet here, which is not a euphemism. It's a tiger carpet. It's like a baby-sized tiger carpet. Megan. That my cats lay on, and I'm petting it. I just want to say that I appreciate you, <laughs> and that I've had so much fun, and I can't believe that we've we've just finished three seasons. I know. Just now. That's we've done fucking three cool. three seasons of The Muppet Show. And there's only two more seasons left, but there's we're going to... Only two left. We're going to watch a movie first. Yep. Before we start on season four. I should probably pull up the premise for the Muppet movie. Yeah, pull up the premise. Oh my God. Our first movie. We're going to watch next episode. We're going to watch the Muppet movie. The Muppet movie is the first of a series of live action musical feature films starring the Muppets. The film is a movie in a movie. As we see Kermit the Frog and the rest of the Muppets gathering for the first time on screen. I almost feel like we should watch it together and like pause the movie and podcast. Oh, like do it li- like a like a watch live esque. Yeah, like a watch along esque because we've both seen this movie like a bunch. Maybe we should do that. That'd yeah, be a lot of fun. You got a nice size TV. Yeah, in are here. We, yeah, of course. All right. So Kermit notes to his nephew Robin as the lights dim that this movie is a somewhat fictionalized account of the true story of how the Muppets first got together. The movie was a critical and commercial success. In 2009, the film was selected by the U.S. National Film Preservation Board for preservation in the National Film Registry in the Library of Congress. And they should also send it to space. Send this one to space. Send it to space, dude. Oh, man. Megan, I'm really excited to do this. I think I'm going to bring... I have, um, for Record Store Day a few years ago... They re-released the soundtrack on vinyl for whatever anniversary, and I want to bring you that so you could see this like beautiful repressing that I have of oh the soundtrack. Oh my god! This soundtrack is so important to me. Like, and I, it's like really stupid, but like we danced my wife and I with our parents to the Rainbow Connection at our wedding, and like I can't listen to the Magic Store, the final song of this movie, without getting like choked up. I, it's yes. like such a beautiful. It's song. moving. The like it is and. I don't know. I'm so excited for like everything that this movie. It's so represents. magical. And it starts off. It's so magical. Like, um, and then you see Kermit on the bicycle. Yes. Like, when you see him for the, the first like, time the on that bike, you're that just they like. Accomplish in this movie. <sighs> I know. I I cannot wait to unpack this movie with you, Megan. We have to do it as two episodes. I think. I love it. We're not going to be able to give it enough time. No, otherwise. we'll just record a. You know, we'll do a part one and a part two. Absolutely. So join us next week as we watch the Muppet movie. Yes. Um, you can follow along with us online at ITTWTM. Message us. 
Tell us your favorite parts of the Muppet movie. Yes. We'll read them on air. We have plenty of time before, you know, like, we, we, we really, we're going to, like, let this one sit with us. We're, yes. we're really, we're going to take our time unpacking the Muppet movie. Because it's a big deal, especially because, like, we read the, bi- auto, bi- I mean, the biography of yeah. Jim Henson, and they talk about the making of this movie, yes. like, a lot. I cannot wait to talk to you about, like, the first time you ever watched this movie. Yes. The first time I became obsessed with the the electric mayhem is from watching this movie and like just little things that they do in in the in the when they sing can you picture that there are so many little nuanced things that happen in this movie that i laugh about all day and that i reference to my little brother all the time and like this movie is one of my favorite movies of all time without a, a doubt it's a terrific movie all right so join us next week follow along ittwtm and megan thanks for the gumball dougie